Greetings Earthlings, welcome to the Mad Queen Show and welcome to the Cyberpunk 2077 Community Podcast episode 45. Already that is a lot. And apologies that I couldn't attempt past episode of the podcast. I'm afraid that I went a little crazy with the things that I was doing and I needed some serious sleep. And I basically spent the weekend sleeping. But today we are here again with our usual subset. Sub- ah! Suspects. Subsidian of the Triple S League. Hello. And the Neon Arcade. Hello, what's going on? Unfortunately, the, the last known meal is not going to be attending today. It's going to be difficult at the four of us. <laughs> well, uh, at this moment, we don't have, we don't have a lot of news though to discuss. We do have some information that, uh, come Come from uh, an interview in PAX that wasn't revealed until shortly ago, although, um, Neon, you thought this interview may not be legit. Um, yeah, so some people have been saying that this is like a couple different interviews slapped together and it's just like weird wording and then the, the site that it's posted on is like a pretty much 100% Windows Microsoft uh, website and then they're they're posting this, so... Um, I just I sent an email to PR to to make sure that this is legit. So I'll probably get an answer tomorrow. But it, it I mean these are answers that he's he's mentioned before. It's just some of some of the questions that are in question, I suppose. So there's, yeah, just keep that in mind. There's a little bit more detail to this. Um, right, like right from the get go, the the person that they're referencing says, "Oh, I don't remember giving that interview." And I mean. This was months months ago. It's like it's like almost six months ago. So of course you're like, wait, did I did I say that? I can't I can't remember if I said that or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and this happens. This this does happen from time to time. Um, I, I'm not familiar with the the writer of the article. Uh, some things do marry up, but like Neon, like you said, there there are are people who are saying I've heard bits and pieces of this f- quoted from other interviewers before like other people before Mm -hmm. but there is some new stuff in here too so um you just bear that in mind this is again one of these situations where uh you know it's it's not impossible for people to try and like invent or make up you know stuff right Mm -hmm. for the sake of like like i want i want to you know make a name for myself etc 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 so Mm -hmm. it's like it's like take take everything with a grain of salt, as you normally do, um, but at the same time, it's like you know all these answers might be completely accurate, or it it might just be really weird that it was you know was postponed so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe there was some kind of like agreement as to the the reason for the delay. We don't we don't really know yet. Yeah, that's like another thing. Like why why was it? Like, why did they wait so long to post it, right? Like, it seems kind of random. But it did, it does say in, in the intro, like, we talked to um, John Mimace, which is, he works at CDPR uh, recently, so he, it doesn't even really give a timeline, as far as I know. But anyways, it could be legit, who knows. So what, well, the truth is that... It's going to be news, right? So. The truth is that uh, everything that is said in, the, in here, I don't find any new information i don't know what you mean with new info um yeah there, there's like a couple couple new things did you read the did you go through the whole thing yes yes but i didn't find anything that was new 
So they have a section where they specifically list out how many uh, contracts. So in in Cyberpunk, there's something called Street Stories, which are the equivalent to Witcher's uh, monster contracts. So they give a concrete number in here. Uh, they say 75. Um, and then I think I looked it up yesterday, and Witcher 3 had, in the base game, 26 monster contracts. So that's a lot. And, and I hadn't heard uh, this number before, 75 Street Stories. So... Um, and they well, also had the simulator. Go figure. Uh, go figure. Is if is if it's a final number because you know what happens with games. Maybe mm-hmm. some some stories uh, get deleted because uh, on a second thought they believe mm-hmm. they are not great or the other way around or they think about new stories. So yeah, I believe that it's more like saying, well, it's bigger than The Witcher in general terms than more believing this specific number. It's an exact, yeah, and, exact and, thing. and he doesn't even say a specific number. He just says, I think there's around uh, 75. So he just mm-hmm. gives a rough kind of estimate, but yeah. And then there's no, also I... the, um, sorry, the, the simulator experience stuff in the gameplay. So people are wondering if you can go into bars and sit down and, and have a drink and stuff like that. And um, he says, we don't have any simulator stuff in, in the gameplay, which is kind of maybe disappointing to some people, if that's if that's true. But yeah, those are just a couple couple new things. Yeah, that's one of the the things that like that's one of the things that makes me does that does make me question this because I've heard that some there's a number of simulator like social simulation things. Mm-hmm. Um, now again, it depends on your perspective of this, right? Because to some people that means something else than it does to other people. To some people, when they hear that kind of a statement, they think, um, like, oh, I can simulate a life, which is not in the game. To other people, it's like, oh, I can walk over to the dance floor, hit a button, and I can dance for, like, a few seconds, like you can in Mass Effect. And so, again, different perspectives, different, like, understandings of, like, what this stuff is means different things to different people and we have to make sure that we're calling a you know a spade a spade or you know an ace an ace it you have to have that you know confirmation that you're all talking about the same thing at the same level and unfortunately there's a lot of there's a lot of verbiage in gaming development that is different from studio to studio and even individual to individual mm-hmm Saib, can I, can you please uh, raise the level of your microphone? Oh, yeah. I, I, I put, totally it, I put for, you a message, but I, I would like totally you to hear it. forgot to do that earlier. <laughs> my bad. Um, yes, I, I put it on. I put you on maximum volume, but it was still where you were a little quiet. Sorry, sorry. No, I I had I had turned it down because um, I, I have as you're hearing them now. I have a special Dogs. guest at oh. my place. Um, it happened. Uh, it happened. Very, very early Saturday morning, about one o'clock in the morning, um, my female ended up having two puppies. One of them has oh. passed away, and the other one has been very touch and go. Um, now, my 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 puppies, my breeding pair, they haven't had puppies in like four years. That mm. I thought for sure that they had, you know, stopped doing this a long time ago. Um, that they just had gotten old, and 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 she is quite old, and he is quite old. So this is kind of like a miracle, like last baby. And she's been very, it's been very spotty, but she's starting to like recover now. So I have them, normally they're down, you know, in different section of the house, 
but today uh, I have one of them with me, so I, I forgot to, to tweak my volume control. Sorry about that. You should um, post pictures on Twitter. I, I've been posting them on. Um, I've been posting them in our Discord. I'll do some more uh, okay, Twitter pictures more. soon. But um, yeah, it's, it's like it's part part of me. It's like I don't want to get people's hopes up because like this is really spotty. It's been really, really, really rough. She's a runt already, and just a runt from such an old, uh, you know, an older mother. It's it's like and like I said, I I mean I wasn't even aware that she was pregnant at all because I thought she'd hit that. Um, yeah, I thought she'd gotten over over that phase. So who knows? Uh, so this is this is going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, it's just one other thing I do want to point out on the the story here is that they do talk about the the GI, uh, the global um, uh, the global lighting. Sorry, GL, yeah. uh, the global lighting that happens within the game. So in the game, that the lighting passes is the same from from one thing to the next. So uh, this is this is one thing that. Here, hold on. Here, hold on. Puppies moment. I want to be there and pet them. Well, I have two cats right. to take care of, but <laughs> but when they are little and babies, they are so adorable. Is it a Rottweiler? It looks like a baby Rottweiler. Yeah, they're they're min pins, so they're like really really oh, tiny. Okay. Right now, she's like you see the baby is like basically yeah, the size of my thumb. Small. Yeah. So it's really adorable and cute. Uh, but she's panicking right now for some reason, so I'm, I'm going to check on it. But just, Mad Queen, maybe you can talk about this, because I remember this being something where it's like, hey, don't talk about this. And so I never, I do, I've never talked about this, and that is the global lighting system. Well, I remember back in the day when Mike Pondsmith was explaining the first time that he went, he went to the Teleproject Red Studio to discuss about the possibility of, about, well, who is, to discuss a little more about what the project that had to offer for the game. And they were already, uh, they were uh, finishing The Witcher 2 back then. And they were already working on some new technology for the weather that uh, somehow was the early, the early stages of it was implemented in, on The Witcher 3. But uh, Mike Pondsmith at that moment already said that when, when he was shown, when he was shown, they were experimenting into, into, in, making it better than what later was shown. So I guess that the interview with my message is actually talking about this because Pondsmith said like, okay, uh, the, the change from weather to weather to weather and from, from different types of light, it was incredibly interesting for him. And I will remind, uh, I will remind the audience that Mike Pondsmith has experience in game development. So it's not that he's that easy to impress. And on The Witcher 3, it was, uh, yeah, it was quite well implemented. But in Cyberpunk 2077, we have very different things that we don't didn't have in the, in the Witcher with regards to what is the ambient, the ambient light and the ambient weather, because you have not only the normal sunset or the normal uh, sun go, uh, going up or the rain or the snow. You also have acid rain. And you have all these different weathers that you can only find in a post-apocalyptic dystopia that takes place after the global climate change. And I guess that this is one way of saying that we can expect all these different weathers that we can find in a pen and paper game implemented into the video game. Also, uh, Mike Pondsmith also talked about uh, how beautiful the sunset was going to be in the video game, specifically the sunset. He was totally and absolutely in love with it. 
So yes, this is something that they have been hinting, hinting for long, but we didn't see and we didn't hear a lot of details about it. Mm-hmm. And I think they said, did they say that um, the weather is based on the district too? Because Pacifica is more on the coastline, so it gets more rain or something. I remember reading that somewhere. I don't remember that specifically, but uh, well, Pacifica <clears throat> is not that far away from the city center to have a completely different weather. City mm-hmm. center is I- also in the coastline. Yeah, so there's a there's a few things that we can speculate is that we could speculate that maybe they have like, you know, weather control systems in that are more active in some sections of the city than others. Um, I kind of doubt that. Uh, and I have heard that it, that is one of the early rumors that I've heard. So I, I wouldn't put too much weight behind that uh, on each area having a different weather system because it is like. You know, it is only like a few miles apart. Well, I mean, I mean, the city's really big, but it's still, it's like you get weather system changes in like, you know, from state to state, not not um, not city district to city district, usually. So I, I think, yeah, I would I would kind of doubt that we might get, but like I said, there's there might be some things that do make a little bit more sense, like you know, uh, more rain on the you know, coastline versus like mm-hmm. maybe a sandstorm coming yeah. from the desert side of the city, which obviously wouldn't make it all the way through the city um, with the way that the buildings are and, and perhaps some like minor weather control systems that they have. So again, it's one of these things where it's like, I've not really heard that, but the, the, the global lighting system is the one thing that, you know, I have heard the rumor before I have gotten some info on it. Um, it, it, had started out as a system that they wanted to do in a particular way and i don't know if that has made it made the way all the way through it i just heard early rumors on and so this is one of those things where it was like oh they're talking about this now um but again it's like we can't confirm that this is a this is a 100 accurate thing we can like we we Without calling him a liar, we want to say this like, well, you know, fifty-fifty certainty, right? Because well, I've heard like, I've heard Alvin Liu say this too, and he works at CDPR, so it's not just um, yeah, uh, John saying this. Yeah. So, or well, I mean, the the reporter reporting this because again, we we right, right. We're, we're, we don't doubt anything that John says. What John says is what John says, and and that is going to be <laughs> with a high degree of of accuracy, obviously. But it's the reporter and the fact that it's a. He's reporting on a, on on a six month old interview. That that's the thing, you know. That's the one thing that seems really, really, really weird. Um, so yeah, no, no. Whatever John says is accurate. But again, when I think they were like, "Well, we don't actually remember him having this interview." <laughs> so that's which is, I mean, that happens in packs, right? There's lots and lots of things that go on very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so as far as the. Yeah, so as far as like some of that smaller stuff goes, I'm really curious about the global lighting because it is it this is something that, you know, drives some people mental when they walk into an area, they walk into an office building and and I get this every once in a while. You walk into an office building, the sun is coming up, you know, from 100 like 180 degrees opposite of the entrance that you came in. And so, you know, it's uh I think I'm describing that wrong. So you're walking towards a a building and you enter the building in the shadow of the building. The sun is behind the building on the other side of the building. You walk into the building 
and it's like a you know it's like a load you're loading into a different cell you get into the building and suddenly the sunlight is streaming through the front doors that you just entered well there is something about the light the light on a game that uh we we didn't we didn't think about how it could affect affect the grading of the game because this is something that mm-hmm. i was wondering for instance you have uh an example blade runner the last the last blade runner Depending on the time of the day and what this time of the day meant, the grading of the film was completely different. You have these afternoons slash evenings that were super, super blue. You have this noon that was super orange. And in a certain way, I'm wondering if the light of day is not only, uh, is not only going to be that it more or less changes not only the position and depending on the weather, but also the grading of the game. Which would be a crazy thing to do, but it would be so awesome. Mm-hmm. I would like to ask, uh, to ask, sorry, to answer two questions that were in the comments. The first is, the map is not so big as you can see in the leaked map. This map first was not leaked. Leak is, is when someone takes something out of the studio without the consent of the studio. This is a leak. The map wasn't a leak. It's on the cover of a book published by Dark Horse. And uh, I'm, I'm taking for granted that they had the permission of the project to put, to make this cover available for people. This is not considered to be a leak. And second, the map, I don't believe that gives a vision of the scale of the map. It's very, I talked about that on a stream that I had, that I have to take down for a very stupid reason, but I'll make a video about it. It seems to me that people have a lot of trouble understanding that this is a a three dimensional map. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because I wanted to talk about it and I honestly couldn't find any other example to talk about it because usually you can enter into buildings sometimes in some games and these buildings have, you know, two or three floors. And that's it. But I can't think of any other example in any other video game where you had an actually three-dimensional map, the way that Cyberpunk 2077 has been explained to be. So when you're seeing only the horizontal part, you have to keep in mind that it also expands vertically. So the notion of what if uh, what is big or and what is small is very different to what we're used to. So it's a, it's not only that this map since a stylized thing is stylized, is reduced, it doesn't give an exact perspective of the scope and of the size. And if you want, uh, if you want something more, um, that is easier to understand in scale, you have the maps of Cyberpunk 2020 because actually the map of the Night City Mega City as it evolved in 2077 is the map of the Night City Integrates. No. The Greater Night City, sorry, the Greater Night City area in 2020, and this, as this has some uh, real life references, maybe it's easier for you to understand the size. But anyone, when people were talking about how big is the map, is because it's not only horizontal. Doom uh, 2016's had it. Uh, I don't consider the map of Doom 2016 to be three-dimensional in the sense that you could move three, three, in three dimensions inside, inside the map. It doesn't mean that it expanded in, 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 in the X and in the Z axis. It's a different concept. You, you, that you have a 3D vision of uh, something doesn't mean that it's three-dimensional. I don't know if I'm explaining myself in here. But yes... Um, 
One thing is having levels and one thing is being three-dimensional. And they say it many times that the map also expands vertically. So when you see the map, and again, this, this, that, that is not leaked. That is an official thing that, uh, that Dark Horse, Horse put out. When you see this map that first is a stylized thing, it's not the real map. And second, you're only thinking in horizontal. Think, think on also in vertical. And also that the map is going to be really stuffed with, with things, which is completely different to having a map where you have things very far away from the other. Obviously, when we're thinking about moving with cars, for instance, you need a lot of space to not make, you know, the drive of the car seem too short. But uh, there is a moment when we can see that, uh, two moments actually, in the demo that was shown in 2018, when we uh, go with uh, the car of, of the fixer of Dex, and then when we go with the car with uh, with Jackie, and the, the turnaround that you do in the car of Dex, it doesn't seem very short, but then when people calculated the route, you could see that it was a, a very small percentage compared to the whole map, because everything happens happens in Watson. So I believe that this map that Dark Horse put out in the cover of the World of Cyberpunk 2077 is giving people um, an idea about the map that is not going to be the real thing. On the other side, it's cool that people think that the map is super small and, and then they find a different thing in the in the game. Because if you find a better thing in the game, it's always better than finding a smaller thing that you expected. Mm-hmm. You, have to, you have to also remember that the, the fringes of the map is not the immediate end of the city. The, there's also the Badlands. We don't know how big the Badlands are going to be. Mm-hmm. But um, for, for more horizontal... Uh, uh, exploration that that'll be that'll be available to you, right? And apparently, it, it plays a big role in the story because the nomads have have a larger presence in the story as well. So, there's also that. Well, the question that I wanted to answer from Kinda Gamey: How viable is an anti-corporal playthrough? Well, I believe that the most cyberpunk, <coughs> the most cyberpunk thing to do when playing this game is an anti-corporal playthrough. <laughs> But obviously, I mean, corporations are the entities that have more power in the dark future. And this is a game that is about consequences. So you have to think carefully if you want to try to do an anti-corpo playthrough, which I believe that the game is constantly going to push at us in that direction, in fighting mega corporations. And another... so, yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're 100% right. That is, that is the core concept of being a cyberpunk. Yes, well, that this, um, there's this path that you can choose in being a corporate kit, a, a kit of someone that worked for mega corporations. That doesn't mean that you love corporations. Mm-hmm. Maybe they give you an idea on how corporations work on the inside, and I guess that it will open different dialogue options with corporates and uh, maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know, more options to socialize with them, but that doesn't mean that you like corporations. You could pull a Yoranobu Arasaka and create a uprising against corporation, even though you're mm. born into it. Yeah. Another question that I saw here. What about this new pen and paper from Mike Pondsmith? When is going to be released? If you mean Cyberpunk Red, Cyberpunk Red is out when it's ready. It doesn't have a release date. Originally, Mike Pondsmith said that they wanted to release Cyberpunk Red close enough to the video game because as... 
This game is going to explain the law from 2023 to 2077. It may spoil some characters that we will find in the video game. I don't know how they're going to solve this now that the game it was delayed until September, but as it doesn't have a release date, it can't be delayed. <laughs> it will, will be out when it's ready. Mm. And yeah, I think I think it's the I think this is actually kind of a good thing for both of the companies because there is a lot of spoilers in Cyberpunk Red. There is some quests that reference um, some big events and whatnot, and I don't think that it would necessarily hurt uh, one or the other. But I do think it is something that they wanted to have. You know, they they wanted to have the PC game come out first, and then have the tabletop game come out shortly after that. Uh, they've all they had always been planning. Like some of the early stages of planning, they had actually said that they wanted to um, they wanted to take your characters and be you be able to basically print out a sheet via an app uh, directly into uh, the pen and paper game. Um, that concept, but could be right when so. I, well, it, it all it sounds that uh, when when this when this was set it it sounds like they were going through the uh, to the idea of uh, picking a class instead of picking a build because mm-hmm. now the game is made in a way that you have uh, skills of techie of solo and of netrunner and to start mm-hmm. with you don't have the rest of classes as a class but you can uh, pick different backgrounds and this way you make a build it's not a class it's a build it's a different thing it doesn't mm-hmm. sound like something you can print. Um, and, that, and that's pretty normal, right? Like when it comes to taking a D&D type game where, you know, you have dice rolls and and very strict classes and whatever, porting that over to a, a more action-based game is a little bit more difficult than, than some people assume right up from the get-go. And it it's there's no easy, perfect answer for it directly. So, so yeah, it's, it's one of these things where it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, there are some games that do it really, really well, and then others where it just doesn't translate as well. Um, I personally do enjoy the, the, you know, the hardcore class system and setup. Like, I actually enjoy that better than, you know, a game that tries to, you know, to intermarry too many of the concepts in between. I, I like hard borders, but, um, yeah. When it when it comes to character creation and, and classes and structure and whatnot, I actually enjoy that more. But I can see why they they decided to like intermix more of the abilities and whatnot because it it makes more sense for for an action orientated RPG instead of a you know a strict RPG that as has action in it. So yeah. Another question that I wanted to answer from Demon Turtle. I was kind of disappointed in the wild, wild life of The Witcher 3. It would be cool to see what expanded in a cyberpunk world. If possible, obviously not deer and rabbits, but maybe sea life or badland creatures. Well, Demon Turtle, the, the universe of cyberpunk is a universe that is in a world that uh, went to hell, environmentally speaking. Not only due to the global climate change and also to several corporate wars, uh, the war between uh, um, petrochem and soft oil destroyed destroyed a lot a lot of animals in the sea. Leaf animals are very weird to see, if not animals, uh, pets that that depend directly on humans, like uh, cats and dogs. But deers and rabbits, forget about them, and even 
Even uh, animals that are raised as a food are very rare. Food based on animals that are, are not in- insects are extremely rare in this universe and incredibly, uh, incredibly expensive. So if you are expecting this, this doesn't fit within the cyberpunk universe. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I think they also said that there's only um, cats and dogs, at least in the city. Because of pandemics and whatever, whatever you just mentioned right now. And flathead, I suppose. That's not an animal. It's just a. Yeah, but animals, animals that depend that depend on humans and that are adapted to human mm-hmm. lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. easier well, well, that they survive. Yeah. Yeah. I think the voodoo boys keep chickens <clears throat> illegally, right? I, I remember reading that somewhere. So. Yeah. The the the. Like, and this is this is part of like what you get from a, a cyberpunk world. Unless unless an animal is useful or integrated in some way or domesticated in some way, when you have like a, a world that kind of comes at, at in this way, you're going to have like these things. Which is which is why I'm I'm all up for. I think everybody should be able to have their own like you know Bengal tiger, you know elephant. <laughs> Uh, you know, just oh, just an apartment elephant. You know, nothing, nothing big, just an apartment elephant. I'm, I'm Do you guys remember that that house hippo commercial from way back in the day? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think I don't think Mad Queen's gonna gonna pick pick up on this. No, because it sounds like something uh, very local from you two. <laughs> yes, it is. It is a local thing. So somebody had created this like fake documentary about house hippos and how house hippos are the main re- reason why you have disappearing socks and and whatnot and it's it was all about like ask questions of media because sometimes they lie to you S- funny enough there's no no commercials <laughs> like that anymore no because they that's no not their agenda it's it's like it's like that that was a thing ba- you know way back when but not anymore it's like pff, why question us everything you see on tv is especially cable television is 100 percent accurate all the time it's like mm-hmm mm-hmm okay hmm yes hmm very interesting very very hmm yes but uh it's it, it you know this this type of like future world it's like unfortunately most things you know and and the whole sea life thing too is like i mean that's that's a that's a problem that we're like screeching towards mm. it's like very very scary but yeah <clears throat> it's something that you know in in that world is taken to an extreme and you know you hope that you know, you hope that it doesn't hit ours that bad, but unfortunately, it does mean less. Well, I mean, f- for the art asset and the animators, uh, that's a good thing because that would be a headache to add into the game. But a hippo in know. the house? Oh, just I mean, anything really. <laughs> <laughs> well, answering answering with the people that is saying it sounds very Blade Runner. There were only artificial animals existed. Well, actually, in Blade Runner, there were also real animals. It's just that uh, they were very rare. But it's very different because in Blade Runner, the the existence of animals was tied to the religion of of the cosmology of this universe. So it was socially needed that you had an animal. This is completely different in the cyberpunk universe. Someone asked before in the trailer, cyber animals. Actually, yes, uh, a pets can also be stuffed with cybernetics. Not something that is cheap, but it can be done. The same way 
mechanical animals that look like real animals mm -hmm. actually also exist, but they are also very expensive. It's different well, because in the world of uh, of Blade Runner, it was like a need. Because, because it was tied to the social structure of the universe that Philip K. Dick created. But in the universe of cyberpunk, it's different. And having mm -hmm. pets mm -hmm. that are alive is like having pets nowadays. Yeah. Isn't there, uh, isn't there that tiger in one of those uh, pictures they put out? It's like a jaguar with like the um, one of the wealthy elite. I think it's in the style and substance um, mm -hmm. poster. Yeah, there's like an augmented jaguar. And I think they've said that some of the... Um, the wealthy elite might have exotic animals, but those will be like few and far between. Well, yeah, like yeah, in the yeah. real world, in, in the real in, here in Spain, there was a, a famous uh, bullfighter that in the south of Spain, these people tend to become very popular and very rich. And he mm -hmm. had a tiger at home. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I remember this picture of Salvador Dali with like a he's like walking his anteater. Yes, such a badass picture, but. Well, Dali was a little... <laughs> so you can't be 100% organic in cyberpunk. Well, Rin, there is a thing. Uh, a lot of people is asking this question. And you need to understand cybernetic implants as a social need for survival. If you don't have them, they don't, have, they don't give you the advantage for survival. And when you talk about survival, people tend to directly talk, uh, think about combat and things like that. Mm -hmm. No, surviving also means... Being able to perform jobs and to work and to make a living. So, if, yeah. uh, for instance, if you don't, if you don't have, uh, I don't know, uh, something, uh, an implant of memory in your head, then maybe other people, other person is going to be hired for that position in the corporation because they need to have more memory. Is a question of of uh, of. Um, the competition with other people to be, uh, to be able to survive. It would be like in the modern world to have cell phones. You can find people who doesn't have a mobile phone. There are people that don't have a mobile phone and and um, find other way to other ways to do to do things. Uh, but there are people on on the cyberpunk universe. You can find people that doesn't have any implant. But it's rare. It's it's really rare not having any implant at all. It's not impossible, it's just that people... It's so assumed that it's something that you need in this universe that people doesn't even think why wouldn't they have implants. And then you would say, well, excuse me, cyberpsychosis. Yes, that's the reason why you have two types of technology. You have the implants that go directly implanted into your body, and then you have the, the, the technology that is not implanted but goes... Like, I don't know, the difference between cyber optics or wearing glasses... What happens that cybernetics are uh, usually more comfortable, but if you're a purist, you always can have a mix of both or go in. Some technologies only exist as cyber implants, for instance. Well, unless you have a katana, you can't have the mantis blades. There are, it's like uh, things that are technology that is not implanted, it exists, you can use it as well, but they don't give the same results as cybernetics. But you need to think like they think in this universe. It's like in the in the current universe, why wouldn't you have a phone? Why wouldn't you have a phone? Because it's something that is assumed that you need in life. So the mm. same in the world of cyberpunk. Why wouldn't you have cybernetics? It is something that you need. Well, it's it's so bizarre to me because I I like you don't have people asking you know, games that are based in, like, you know, current day, like, you know, um, 
like you don't have people saying, "Hey, I want to play the next um, uh, Grand Theft Auto game." As an Amish person, I mean, as much as Weird Al Yankovic's "Amish Paradise" is a legendarily awesome song, you don't, you just don't have people saying, "Hey, I want to like roll through like Sin City." Uh, with my with my horse and buggy, like you know, uh, taking on like gangs, you know, fisticuffs because you know, uh, obviously, an Amish wouldn't use a weapon because that would just be that would just be too much technology. But like you know, maybe a bat and and a, and or a hammer and like taking on the gangs. Now that would be an, a really awesome DLC, but I don't think that that's going to be the main focus of any game, and I don't think that's something that. So it's it's so bizarre to me. It's like. Nobody has ever asked that in any of these other games, but when you have an even more science fiction game, it's like there's still people who are like, hey, I, I want to play this as an Amish person, essentially, that because that's what you're asking for. If you're asking for, I want to play this game that's all about like this technological like uh, dystopia future, playing as somebody who has zero technology whatsoever, mm. it's like, it's like, what? But... That just kind of goes to show how much mass appeal this game has. Like people from all walks of life kind of want to play it and kind of want to maybe align themselves with more or less what they think they want to do. So it's kind of like a testament to to cyberpunk in in a weird way. Now, and I'm gonna I'm gonna push this out. I'm gonna push this out as a modding idea, um, which I think is totally acceptable. And I think it would be awesome that we should have a mod, and we might call it Amish Paradise where you play as somebody with no technology whatsoever and you have to do the whole gameplay with nothing but like, you know, a bat and um yeah, just a bat, no technology. <laughs> well, that's, if you that's, play that's the, the thing of the thing of the Amish is that uh, in the real world they have farms and they they farm their own food, which is impossible in Cyberpunk 2077. You know, climate change Unless you live in Alaska or in Canada, but in, in Night City and around Night City, there is no fertile soil. Hey, we have we have Amish in Canada. It's, it's a thing. It can happen. No, what I mean in the universe of cyberpunk, the, the, in, in in America, in the whole continent, the the, mm-hmm. the only place where you can farm is in Canada and in Alaska due to the climate change. So in this universe, mm-hmm. unless you live in Canada or Alaska, yeah, but, it's very difficult but, that you have farm. Or you work for the AgriCorps or something. Mm-hmm. Yes, but if you work for your, for the AgriCorps, then you need you need cyber technology to be able to be hired by them. Mm-hmm. You and have you to be self sufficient cyber- to be an uh, and quote unquote Amish in this universe. That's yeah. true. They're not going to hire you if you're a liability. Hmm. Exactly. Yeah, so it's, it's it's kind of interesting, but um, I, Matt Queen, have you seen Weird Al Yankovic's Amish Paradise? Yes. Oh, okay, good, good. I was hoping that the joke wasn't lost on you. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. That is a very good one. Well, uh, uh, people is talking, uh, uh, make achievement call unhackable, only flesh and bone. Well, when we're talking about cybernetic implants and another type of technology that you're linking to your body, you're forgetting that biotechnology also exists. And there is a lot of hypocrisy about that. Hypocrisy inside the people of the game, Okay. So, for instance, you have the Inquisitors that are a booster gang that are similar to something that appeared on Deus Ex, like we hate people that have cybernetic implants, but they don't have anything against Bioware. 
which is also technology that is implemented into your body, except that instead of, instead of being mechanical, it's biological. So you have a lot of things to choose. Wanted to, wanting to go, uh, flesh and bone, like in the real world, world nowadays, why, why would you discard technology when you're used to, I mean, in our current world, cybernetic implants already exist. They, uh, they were, they, st- they started being developed recently, but you can find people who lost a limb that have cybernetic arms that more or less work. And uh, right now we don't think about chopping a, a healthy arm to put a cybernetic arm, but this technology exists. But that doesn't mean that this is a question in the future. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I explained myself. No, no, no you did. Perfectly. Yeah, no, it's and that's accurate because again, it's like it's like well, the minute you know, the minute you can get a, a full body transfer, I would highly recommend it because you're you're effectively immortal, um, with the exception of like you know, nuclear missiles and. And, and other things like that. Which, uh, I mean, not, not really, not really, because in the, unless this technology evolved, obviously, but with uh, the time of the red in the middle, I seriously doubt it. Uh, full body conversions include the brain, and the brain gets old, and the brain dies. You won't die from a heart attack, but uh, you will you will have illnesses of the brain, and the brain one day will stop functioning because... That's what the biologic parts of the body have. Yeah, I was I was talking about it in reality, like you know, as soon as you can get a full body <laughs> conversion because it's it's very helpful. But in the game, this is like I mean, do you recommend some... yours, the one that you're using right now? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it's it's kind of like a a pri, pri, uh, oh dear, I can't say the word. It's a prototype uh, pro, uh, proprietary. Yes, that's the word. Thank you. It's yeah. it's a prototype, one of those. So I mean, it's it's going to be a little while before it gets out, but it's going to be pretty cool. No, no, different different company, different different uh, different organization. How hippo cybernetics? Mm, maybe, maybe. Another question that I'd like to answer. Let's see if uh, if I can find. Someone asked about arcades. Are there arcades? Well, I don't know if they are going to be in the game. That uh, <laughs> that has been on my wish list for long. Because uh, there's uh, an amusement park in Pacifica called Playland by the Sea, which is in the game. In one of those fantastic screenshots that uh, the Project Red released I believe at E3, we could see the Ferris wheel in the background. In the uh, collector's edition, there is a postcard that uh, says something about Playland by the Sea. It says, welcome to Pacifica, and you can see the Ferris wheel of Playland by the Sea. We don't know if it's a playable space or it will only be in the background. So what's the thing with Playland by the Sea? Playland by the Sea was known for the super big arcade that offered the cutting edge, the cutting edge, Braindance. Braindance is a subject that has not been discussed. How is it going to be developed in the game? We know it's going to be developed. Uh, developers always say that, I, that uh, the question is so awesome I can't answer it. And um, yes, there are arcades, but basically the video game of the future is Braindance. In Braindance, it's like living another life. You plug yourself a virtual reality and feel everything that the protagonist is feeling. But not only you, you can see what they're seeing, smelling and hearing, but also the, if they're afraid, you feel afraid. 
and it's fantastic as a video game. But yes, these are all the types of arcades of the future. But it wasn't the only type of video game, because in 2020 they had the Segatari consoles that were an advancement of... Uh, were a little bit like uh, the gamer is called it this film, where they played with a super huge screen that in, in the lore was called the... Uh, Virtual Rush, and that was some sort of VR that uh, is not exactly brain dance. But I don't think that this type of video games are going to appear in the game. It's going to be the whole, everything revolving around brain dance. Yeah, it's, I think it's it's a little easier to do. Um, like they have like we've seen VR headsets, and they're going to have like some VR headset. But um, yeah, but that's brain dance like, also. Is it really though? Mm-hmm. The the VR headset with the kids yes. running around? Yes. In fact they said that that's official of they officially said that this was brain dance. They made they they made this explanation of the frame by frame in the official website. And when hmm. they released the twenty eighteen trailer and they talked about in that scene that scene that they talked about brain dance. I wasn't sure if it was a virtual rush or it was brain dance, but they said Well I don't think it was, it was a virtual rush, but I think there's there's varying levels of brain dance because like if it's just de- denigrated to just a simple VR system that that's mirrors a VR yeah, system. Yeah, the, 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 the only VR system that's the virtual rush. If you ha- if you are plugged, it's brain dance, but you also have the VR glasses. I guess there's no like legal age of consumption of of uh, brain dance because there's that kid using it. No, maybe in China it's forbidden for kids. <laughs> Like, there are no children in the game, Rin. As we are talking about, there was a child, a, a, a kid in the trailer. Yeah, the 2018 one. That's what I'm imagining what Brain Dance might, might be. Well, for those of you who don't know what's on my wish list, I repeat it a lot, but I'm afraid if I hype you that for something that is most probably not going to be in the game, because this is one of those, of those things that if the world was a perfect place and I was the queen of the world and everything was like I would like it to be, then in Braindance we would play, we would play key events of the Cyberpunk 2020 lore, like the attack to the Arasaka Towers in the Fourth Corporate War and the rescue of Al Cunningham in the Arasaka Riot. I would die. Oh, that happened. <laughs> but to do that, to do that, we need two maps in the game. One, one Night City in 2077 and one Night City before the Fourth Corporate War. That destroyed the city very much. And then cyberspace will be a map. Also cyberspace, yes. So that's already three potentials right there. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you can understand why they're taking so long. Mm, <laughs> Might not just be the main city in the Badlands. Well, 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 we don't know. We don't know. It, it, it would be amazing. It would be amazing if, if Braindance would take us to 2020. But again, again, this is something that uh, most probably only exists in my imagination. Mm-hmm. Most probably. I'd imagine that'd be a, a, a big idea for, for a, an expansion as well. Right? Not just a little part of the main story, like an, a, a complete expansion by itself. You could. I mean, it does open that up for for. It, it, it's something that really, really fits into the world really, really well yeah. with very little difficulty of like adding it because then you can create it custom, create an adventure and a story that is completely self-contained. Doesn't require any like. If you just picked up the game, 
and you want to hop into the DLC that you totally can without any like confusion or difficulty or anything like that. You just you just you're just suddenly in it and you're you're going. And so that that's kind of a, a good thing there. So because mm-hmm. it's like I'm trying to um uh follow three follow three has that where it's like you just hop in you get plugged in you go on this adventure and then you're done and you're out and that makes a lot of sense and that that's actually like fairly uh fairly decent really like it's something that i would you know i i think that that's a perfectly perfectly acceptable system and it's it like i said it just makes it easy for the devs to add that so i wouldn't be surprised if there's something like that because then you can add that in and not really have it affect too much. And then you can go back and spend more time on, on a far more integrated story. Mm-hmm. Hassel Ira Firefly asks, is my, my question not appropriate? I can't see your question, so maybe it was, it was hidden by YouTube. I am so sorry, yeah. but you, YouTube decides the things are appropriate or not. And YouTube has a standards that are very different from ours. And sometimes if, uh, if one of the moderators don't see your comment in time to approve it manually, YouTube make it disappear. I am terribly sorry, but it's totally out of our control. Try, try to restate it using slightly different words. And again, we, we don't do this. This is, this is YouTube causing this problem. Um, I had hopped on my, I was on my, uh, like on my, on my primary like commenting account for uh which is my subsidian handle instead of the triple s league handle and i couldn't post the um some stuff there on that one because i hadn't been approved so it's it's and it didn't even come up for review so it's that happens a lot which is why we we go which is why you'll notice that um you know uh, we're actually approved as moderators on each other's channels so that we can actually post stuff like that so yeah yeah, but we need we need to see the the, uh, the comment quick enough to be able to approve it manually, because if if we don't, it disappears. So I, I apologize again because you you all know I have absolutely nothing against swears, for instance, but oh. YouTube does. And if you swear, I see. It may I, disappear. I see why. Yeah, I see. No, no. It. Uh, she commented on a on a particular uh, virus that's going around right now. Um, oh. in combination, yeah, yeah, I can see why, uh, I, again, I don't agree with it, but now I know, now I know why YouTube canceled that because they don't want to, uh, th- there's certain words that you can't say at times and, and, uh, and that's the decision of YouTube virus. again, not our decision. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, as far as that goes, there's actually, and we talked about this on, uh, on, on Saturday where we kind of gotten some, um, uh, was it Saturday or Wednesday? I think it was Wednesday. Actually, I'm not sure. Uh, it's been a really long past couple of days with the dog. Um, but yeah, we we had uh, received some news about Chinese censorship in in the game and whether the game would would have it. And one of the things that we discovered was that um, that the lore in regards to Hong Kong is actually seen that's in the game that's in the cyberpunk. 2077 the lore about hong kong actually makes the um censorship of the of cyberpunk a less likely thing because they actually like what has happened 
not necessarily like, but they they approve of the perception that they have given uh, uh, cyberpunk. Um, or the, the 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 approval of cyberpunk has increased because of the perception that they've given about Hong Kong. So yeah, uh, there is some stuff that that happens like that that has you know some you know some kind of a connection. There's lots of like digital and like viral actual like anti-biological viruses that are in cyberpunk 2077 there's there's a number of those things here so yeah it's it's actually kind of interesting a lot of people is making a lot of questions that we don't have we don't have time to answer but one of the questions that have been repeated is the minimum recommendation specs And uh, obviously, everything that we can say about it is speculation because they never mm -hmm. released official minimum specs. The only thing that they released is the specs of the computer they used to play the demo on 2018. That is a completely different demo from the one that we, we saw past year. The only thing that we can say about the specs is that first, they need to be suitable for hardware that is similar to the current generation of consoles. I know that the, uh, due to that leak, and you know, if you watch the video I did about it, you know what I think about leaks at this point. Due to that leak about, about the, the Xbox port, people is like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm great. Well, uh, there is something that I forgot to mention on this video is that we already know that the video game is going to use ray tracing. So downgrade and ray tracing are the words that I don't think they mix together. Mm -hmm. And the thing is that uh, it's, it looks like it's going to be a cross-gen game, game, not only because they all always stated that they were going to focus on current generation first. This is something that they said many times, but I believe that it's quite, it's quite logical and it's quite easy to see that the next thing is going to be the next generation. But in one hand, we have that they have to adapt the game and, and optimize the game for current. But on the other, we have that they have talked about ray tracing on the game. Yeah. Even with PCs, the most common, um, the most common GPU, according to Steam, when they track their, their users, is it's a 1060. So if, if they make the game that's unable to perform on, on something like that, they, they give up a lot of potential sales, right? So they're going to be mm -hmm. smart about that as well. Yeah, and I mean, we can make an assumption that because it is on the Xbox One, you, there's going to be a lot of computers that are going to be able to handle this on a minimum setting um, with ease. And that if you can run anything that showed up on the Xbox One on your system with, you know, decent graphical settings, that computer is going to obviously be able to hold it. Obviously, you know, the faster the computer, the the more memory you have, the more graphical um you know, strength you have, then obviously you're going to be getting a bigger, you know, a, a better experience as far as like graphics, fidelity, um, you know, distance view, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I, I, and, and this is one of these things where I think, I don't think that this is an actual like game that you're going to have a lot of hard requirements, but if you're, you know, if you like what you, if you like to be able to have a really good visual experience, then you're going to want to be able to do this. So. Yeah, mm -hmm. makes sense. That's partially the good good part about the delay is that there's going to be a whole new lineup of GPUs announced and and released. So, um, I mean, the, the twenty. Oh, I didn't think about it. The two thousand, yeah, the two thousand series. It doesn't do a great job at ray tracing because it's obviously new technology. So apparently, according to some rumors and stuff like that, the the, the performance of the next gen cards are going to be um, quite substantially better than the two thousand series. So you can look forward to that if you're building a 
higher-end computer. I'd like to answer another question before I lost it from Alexios. Al Cunningham basically creates the EI, the artificial, artificial intelligence-only city of Hong Kong. Actually, the ghost town already existed before before she did that. It was a legend in 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 before what happened in Hong Kong in the Fourth Corporate War. The ghost world that is the name of this city for artificial intelligences only. The ghost world was a legend amongst netrunners, but no one knew where it was. So she didn't create it, she, she moved the city there. Unless she used this legend to uh, give a name to the city. But this is not new from San yeah. Kong Red. Yeah, no, no. The, and, and we've, I mean, uh, we've, we've talked about this <coughs> a fair bit. This is a... Um, you know, Hong Kong is a perfect place because it has an anti-biological you know, uh, virus in it, and it can't be cleaned up. But there's a lot of, like, usable technology and usable power farms and server farms that are just sitting there. So as far as having, a, a, you know, as much as the web is, is non-physical, and there's a lot of, like, places in the web that, and, and again, I've talked about this before, where you have... You have the infrastructure for web um, that is like something that you can quantify, and then you have a non-quantifiable um, existence for the web. And the further along in technology that you get, and the less people recycle stuff that is currently in the ground as a physical hard connection, the more of these ghost locations that you have and these more of these ghost connections that you have, which is why they couldn't just, you know, why they're having such a hard time rebuilding the internet to begin with. Because the the old internet is all around them and it's in tons and tons of different places and you have to be really careful what you're hooking up to because if you hook up to the wrong thing, you're going to hook up to the old net and you actually do have this. Like this actually is present in in lots and lots of cities around the world where you have old connections that instead of tearing them out and disconnecting them, it's just cheaper to abandon them. It's just cheaper to like basically turn off the switch for them. But if somebody else finds a way to turn on the switch and then use that old system, they have a, a, a system that's that is in some cases still connected to the current system. Well, um, inside the universe of Cyberpunk, all this was managed mm -hmm. by artificial intelligences, usually inside the net. So you mm -hmm. have all the technology around, and the artificial intelligences are the ones who control them. So they can take control of everything without any human trying to tell, tell them otherwise. And, and, and again, I don't know if we want to get into this, because this was a little contentious the last time we talked about this, but there is like <laughs> robot workers... As in, like, repair robots that, that they use for, like, you know, uh, you know, general construction that, that AIs can influence to, like, repair certain systems. And, and this is, was alluded to quite a bit in, in, uh, the, the ghost city of Hong Kong with the, the 2077 lore. So, yeah. So that, that's there too. So that, this is giving us a really open-ended world, and I and I hope they don't just like deal with it and and just kind of like have it because this is something that I think can can be there for for dozens and dozens of games down the road. So I like this is this is a, a, a unique aspect to the world that I don't want them to just kind of like treat flippantly. I like I really 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 want them to like treat this with with a lot of like you know long term planning would be really cool. So, 
Mm-hmm. Answering, answering Alexios. According to the Cyberpunk Red page 11 of the World Book, net, net is officially down. Al Cunningham establishes the world's world in the ruins of Bagu destroyed Hong Kong. Yes, she did, but it's not, it wasn't her, her, um, invention, the ghost world. The ghost world allegedly existed before Al Cunningham was a human, was made a human artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. No, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Because, you yeah, know, no. Now that I think of it, no, no. This happened in 2013. Mm-hmm. And uh, Microtech, Microtech released the first true artificial intelligence earlier this year. So Al Cunningham was made the human artificial intelligences, intelligence the same year than the first was created. Yeah, that's why, yeah. Yeah, now I remember. Because the release of the first artificial intelligence was uh, by uh, um, Microtech, most probably was the inspiration for her to create the Soul Killer. I'm talking alone, I'm so sorry. Do you want me to expand? You went silent. No, no, sorry. A uh, puppy was making making a fuss here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I no, can go I, I, on if you want. <laughs> no, I, I agree because this is this is something that that again it's like um, I think I think that the like I don't think you can quantify it so ne- necessarily so easily. I mean, yeah, Mike Pondsmith can probably give like a date, like a hardcore kind of date to the official forming of it. But as far as like the Ghost City. Um, and just like AI, you know, that, that have ghosts in the machine. I think this is something that starts like, you know, it starts way earlier and has been yes, around but for the, a long, the net, longer. The net than, has than a lot people. of legends because uh, yeah. Richard Atmos also said that there were aliens in the net mm-hmm. that infiltrated in Pacifica. And it's like, is it true? Is it not? Oh. Well, I mean, even, even in today's computer system, we have some, interesting bugs that happen from time to time. Nothing, nothing so much to like quantify or guarantee like, you know, some kind of emergent AI of some form, but there is, you know, oddities that happen um, and bugs that happen. And um, what's a good, what's a good line on this? It's like, it's like getting a, an electrician or, or yeah, an electrician out to like fix your microwave. And the guy walks out, looks at the microwave looks at it for a few minutes, then takes, takes his fist and just like hits the side of the machine and he's suddenly working again. And then he turns to the person who's like, that'll be like a hundred dollars and like a hundred dollars for, for hitting the machine. Well, yes, but it's a hundred dollars for knowing exactly where to hit the machine. So that that's kind of this, this thing where it's like machines are weird. You know, the, it's like, I, and I could contest to this. Uh, you know, I've seen, I've seen, you know, uh, you know, electricians and and uh, um, designers like first time, you know, ma- machines not working right, they hit it. It's like, well, why do they do that? Because because for some odd reason, it can work from time to time. So you have this, but then in the story of CDPR, or, sorry, in in Cyberpunk, it's it's expanded even more so, and then you start to get these these AI things that start building and get bigger and get bigger and get bigger and. Get bigger and Eventually, they have a founding date, but then it's then it's refounded again once once Alex actually comes in and like reestablishes like a proper order to things, or or maybe it's less order, or maybe it's more humanity, or maybe it's more you know whatever. We don't really know because it hasn't been explored very much, and we're really really looking forward to seeing how it's explored. 
I'm really curious because on the on the Voodoo Boys when they introduce them, they talk about the artificial intelligences of the net and how they want to reach them, and it reminds me a lot of the Voodoo Boys and uh, Mona Lisa, not the other Count Zero. In in the second book of of the Scroll trilogy of William Gibson, Count Zero, mm-hmm. where you had where you had people that followed the Voodoo religion that were also into console jockeying, got this uh, net running in the cyberpunk universe, and they followed some sort of digi- digital god. That is something that you encounter in the first in the first book of the trilogy, which I won't talk about because it would would be a spoiler if you didn't read the books. Please read the books. And I was thinking, if if the Voodoo Boys in Cyberpunk 2077 also have this concept of digital entity, because obviously in my head canon, in my imaginary head canon, that uh, is something is something that only happens in my head. This digital god would be Rage Bartmos. Yeah, or it could be the uh, alien influence that was floating there beforehand, or it could be a uh, an amalgamation of like concepts and ideas. Well, there's this type of AI that uh, that can be created by its by itself. Because you have the the AIs that are created by you by humans, then you have the ones that are that were humans once, but then you have another type that is is created spontaneously. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Hey guys, I'm wondering which significant characters you want to see in the game. Well, Yusuf, I would like to see the whole of Samurai, including Best Isis. That uh, she left, she left Samurai in 2010, I believe. <laughs> and uh, well, well, it's not that she left Samurai. She she uh, killed killed her abusive boyfriend. He threw her. He threw him out of a window, and uh, he died. She was she was sent to jail. For some time, because it was half, half um, manslaughter and half self-defense, and in that time, samurai split, and then they they joined together in 2013 for a concert. But after that, after that, Nancy changed her name to Bess Isis, and uh, when worked went to work to Network News 54. She was a media, a very famous famous media, and that's a character that I would like to see. And also, I would like to see Anastasia Lucchesi, which is a character that it seems that only I like. Is the granddaughter of Antonio Lucchesi, one of the founders of Militech. And she was so totally and absolutely badass. She was the right hand of... Um, what's this solo? Shit. The most famous of solos. Blackhand. Thank you. Morgan Blackhand. Morgan Blackhand. He was, she was the right hand of Morgan Blackhand during the Fourth Corporate War. She was one of the most deadly of uh, Militech's operatives. But obviously they said plenty of times that uh, the, the big focus was on, big, on new characters and not on the old. So I guess that we will also see Sabura Asaka and Michiko and uh, Hanako. Most probably also Yorinobu because you need, uh, you need the counterpart as well. K is an engram at the end of the Fourth Corporate War. He was his physical body was killed by Spider Mafia. So maybe we can see him in the net. There is so many characters in the law that they could use. Spider Mafia, I also love this character. Mm-hmm. And we only know that we will find uh, um, Alt Cunningham and Johnny Silverhand. That's the only two characters that we know. And the other one that we thought that was from the law was um, one that it was supposed to, to, to be Morgan Blackhand. 
But the truth is that this character looks a lot like this Foucault that was released some shortly ago in the London Toy Fair. That was called... Um, Takamura. Takamura, thank you. He looks like Takamura. So probably it's a new character, not an old character. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. And obviously Rage Bartmos, but he died. Which uh, I believe I believe it shouldn't be an inconvenience for him. <coughs> I like your idea of him being this um, him being the cyber I, god. If that's a, I, I I I disagree with this. With what I think it? rage with with rage. I think he was. Um, I think he's crazy enough to make himself a variants of you know the rab- the rabbits that destroyed the net. I think he's crazy enough to um, to do a bunch of other things, but I think his own like personal hubris and personal um, pride got in the way of making uh, of of him wanting to like upload his consciousness. I think he's one of the types that would have refused to do that because he's too connected to his physical form because he's so prideful and 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 proud in that, that he, he was living in the fridge i don't believe that is being too connected to your body he no literally but it's literally living in a fridge yeah but but i mean like i don't think he's like i don't know it's just his personality for me from like reading the books and, and the lore is like i don't think he's uh i don't think he's that type of person i think he's one of these types that that like if he could have avoided death by uploading himself, I think he already would have done it. I think he, you know, set, but, set the world on fire because he's like he's like it goes out when I go out. Kind well, of thing. well, yes, because actually, actually, the rabbit's virus were were tied to a dead man's switch, so it was mm-hmm. it was totally retaliation. But the rabbit's virus yeah. were little avatars of Rage Baltimore that could have united again. Yeah, but, I mean, but, it's not yet but known. An avatar but, is- an avatar is different than a, than like something more than than what you're suggesting. But that's just that's just my personal opinion. But viruses are things that are intended to change the structure of something, mm-hmm. and maybe they can live with this something and create something completely different. Mm-hmm. And this something completely different can be all another form of rage Bartmos. Yeah, but I don't think so. Here's 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 another way of looking at it. I think if if they were like full aspects of rage, that he that at some point they would have learned to like get past the you know his his killing. But they still haven't all this time later. They're still raging in in anger and creating problems just because they can. And so that's where I, that's where I think. That there's not as much. Well, we're not we're not going to argue that that, that yeah. Rage was was an ego person. Well, I mean, he was he was clearly crazy and psychopath, psych, psychotic in some level or way. Yeah, but in some level or in a lot of in a lot of levels, you don't need to mute yourself when your puppies are making sounds. We love hearing it. You can yeah, well, Matt Quinn would go hot in a kung fu movie. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the next gameplay will show? Well, I don't know. I, I guess 
And I think that is a very obvious guess that they had an original idea for the marketing. And now they have more time to think if they want to go with the original idea or they want to change something. <laughs> so maybe if they already had an idea, they will change. That's that's uh, the usual thing in gaming. The more time, the more time you have, the more you rethink what you thought was a good idea originally. Mm-hmm. See, Bobmus was already dead when the orbital strike hit him. He like likely copied his mind which killed his body. Sounds like a certain program we know of, right? Well, the truth is that Rage Bardmos created some sort of copy of the Soul Killer, which wasn't exactly a copy of the Soul Killer. But he wasn't already dead. The orbital strike killed him. Because this is what unleashed the Rabbit's virus. The orbital strike. And you know, Arasaka, they knew what they were doing. More than Bartmos that was hitting in the fridge. And I love the illustration of someone looking at him like, okay, he's here. And the other in the fridge like, uh. <laughs> We need to see the scene in the video game. I remember this, this part of the, of the sneak peek and later the, the, the deep dive, where you had this all, all these books that we could see only for a glimpse. And there was one that was like a quote-unquote re-edition of Rage Bartmos Guide to the Net. Ali, I'm sleepy. Are you calling me boring? Um, and in this, uh, we can't see the cover, but it looks like a version of the most famous cover of the Neuromancer, but with the face of Rage Bodmos. And if they if they did that, please, I want a poster. Put it in the shop. Well, I don't know if they can. I, I guess the original the original uh, image has copyright. Hmm. Oh, McQueen, what's your opinion on the Witcher author speaking on the whole IP, that he's the creator and has all the right in the world to do so? That was an easy question. Wait, what did he say? What's your opinion on the Witcher author speaking on the whole IP? No, what did Sapkowski say? Ah, I I don't really care. (laughs) Let's be honest. I I, I didn't inform myself about it because I don't really care. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) I won't lie <laughs> and pretend that it's anything. I'm sorry. I, don't well, I like... asked you because I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the guy. I mean, I respect him for the universe he created, but I usually don't like him and I don't like his opinions. So if he has an opinion about something, obviously it's his universe. <laughs> He's entitled to have an opinion about his universe, no matter if he developed it or Celebrity developed it. But I have not the slightest interest in knowing his opinion about anything. So... <laughs> He's all over the place, that guy. <laughs> he came. He came to um to a comic con here in Barcelona some time ago, and yeah. I didn't see it myself. But I had some friends that attended, and the only thing he said they said about it is that he was drunk all the time, <laughs> and it, that he was totally annoying. He was constantly annoying the people that uh, were organizing the event because he wanted constantly more vodka. And uh, if 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 uh, if fans were there to sign, he answered like super rudely, considering that he was there promoting something, not like he wasn't his private mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Why don't you like him, McQueen? Because for one, what I'm explaining. I mean, if you sold the rights to The Witcher IP for nine thousand dollars and it became a multi-million dollar franchise, wouldn't you be a little bit upset too? <laughs> <laughs> well, he could have been. He could have been more trustful. 
But he wasn't, I mean, I understand the part that he wasn't trustful originally that the game was going to make it because it was the second time that he sold the rights of the, of the Witcher to a gaming company to develop a video game. So the project weren't the first. There was this mm-hmm. other gaming company that, uh, bought the rights and the deal with them was royalties, wasn't up from money. And the game never saw the light of day. Mm-hmm. So when he when he uh, landed uh, in the project and they said, well, uh, we ni- we won the rights, he said, up front, up front, I'm not going to make the, the same mistake twice. And he did the same mistake twice, which was uh, asking for the wrong option. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they recently, they, they recently uh, kind of bridged the gap between CDPR and, and him, right? Well, it was they're, soft. They're on good terms. Yeah, it was soft. But still, the letter from the lawyers, as as Alexia says, you have mail, blackmail. The letter from his lawyers, I I swear, the first time I read it, I was I was laughing laughing at for twenty minutes straight. <laughs> it was super funny. Yeah. Just threatening them, right? Yeah. Well, well I, it was, I guess was, it was, was the lawyers. Like sixteen million. Yeah, was sixteen something million. Something ridiculous like that. Yeah. I don't mm. remember if there was sixty million dollars or sixty million million swatters, To be honest, that's true. Yeah. Regardless, it was a big number. You would think that he would be happy that a Polish game company wanted to make a game based on The Witcher for a Polish audience. Yes, but at some point, the video games became more popular than the books. Maybe he is now more happy than that that they made a a series on Netflix with uh, famous. Mm-hmm. Actors, because he was so pissed that in a lot of countries the books were only translated to the language in of that country after the games were successful, and even the art of the game was used as a cover. And he was kind of pissed that there were people that thought that the books were novelizations of the video game and not the other way around. That the video game was based on his novels, novels, and he was really pissed about that. But I I'm guess that's not has- sorry. Please go on. I'm surprised he even did that because he was like very anti-video game. He was like, it's not even a legitimate means of of, of storytelling. Like games are not a legitimate means of of storytelling. So like, I don't even know why he did it in the first place. I guess money, money is money. Yeah. But like, then then you can't complain, right? You can't go back and complain. <laughs> James said we didn't get an English translation until Witcher One. Oh, I thought I thought that in Australia you didn't get a translation until The Witcher Three. In Spain, we we got them early because because uh, fantasy is a subject that is very popular here. So before the games, we already had the the, the, the books translated into Spanish. But uh, oh, lots of writers said that about video games. Well, lots of people that is into storytelling telling says the same of another uh, medium that is not theirs. If I do television, then cinema is crap. If I do if I do cinema, then television is crap. If I do books, television is crap. A cinema is crap. I mean, and video games is crap. That is called ego. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like why why are you telling people how they should consume their stories? If if you're engaged with whatever medium you're using to consume your stories or your narratives, or whatever, that's more power to you. Why why should anyone else have to tell you how you should, you know, yeah. consume that? A question. There are rating agencies that have seen all the cutscenes of Cyberpunk 2077. Kinda gamey. Uh, the game has been delayed, you know, because it's not finished. But the main no. story is finished. 
Yeah, I, I think they said they were pushing it to the the rating agencies, right? Didn't they say that post post delay? Yeah. In the um, yeah, yeah. was Kaczynski say, say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but I don't think it will been... be final unless the, until the game is finished. No, it doesn't make sense. Not. Yeah, no, no, no. It, it won't be. But most of their like content has been added in. It's most. It's it's a lot of like technical stuff and polish right now and bugs. There was a, a significant amount of bugs, and the fact that they hired a, a a bug testing company, who a QA company, who excels at fixing bugs, um, means that they're serious about getting most of that stuff out of the way before launch. Which I only have one thing to say about it. Thank you. <laughs> we don't yeah. have. A, we don't want Bethesda's. Yeah, we don't. We don't. We don't want a recreation of any of the the really buggy drops, and that, like, again, this is part part and parcel with the new console gen. We there's a reason why there's been so many delays. Almost every single game coming out or was originally planned to come out for 2020 has had some kind of a delay, and a lot of that boils down to the fact that they the that there is a lot of pre-testing for backwards compatibility on the next system and that there is some difficulty that they're having uh they obviously don't want you know they don't want a a red dead you know two pc port you know experience they don't want uh, those kinds of bad experiences to happen on any platform and they need to make sure that things are smooth um this also allows them to get in more polish allows them to double check thing or you know quote at this time at this point probably like perform the 10th double check right so you know they and this this lets things be a little bit smoother and a little bit better which is what people have been wanting for a long time they want a game that's flushed out not a game that that you know anthem or or 76 style where it's like you know how many years after release is it finally playable you know, uh, you can say that that uh, there's a number of good games that are out there that have had you know really rough releases. Yeah, sure. Um, but I they pre-ordered took a really long no, Man, time. no Man's Sky. Yeah. I pre-ordered No Man's Sky. Yeah, me too. Me too. I I, I was looking at that. and I'm going, wow, this guy's really amazing. You know, I, I mean, he'd have to be a complete total liar if you know half of these things aren't in the game. And turns out that ninety percent of the things that he was saying wasn't in the game. Like, yeah, and and I mean, I'm never pre-ordering another game from him ever. Like, it's just, it's just, I I might pre-order like you know two hours before release. That that's actually kind of what I do. Um, I did that on Anthem. I pre-ordered it like about two hours before the the pre-order, uh, um, you know, advance time went live. Uh, and, and that's because I just I can't trust EA, and so I don't give them the satisfaction. I don't know why that they can report on, you know. And I, you know, I, I play these games because I have to because it's part of the job of like reviewing this stuff. Um, like right now, I'm playing this one game. Oh lord, Whew. it's it's terrible. It's a nightmare. It's a game aimed at children that encourage children to spend over two hundred dollars a month. Oh, like. <clears throat> Like it just sets them up for this t- to begin with. It's not that this is a you know um, an accidental thing. No, no. The accidental thing is that you could spend upwards to like I don't know five to ten thousand dollars. You know, however many times your your kid can click the the hey little kid buy this now. <laughs> You're gonna love this. It's like um, 
yeah, this is this is predatory on a whole new a whole new scale. And it's like it's about time that we got you know, we were done with this stuff. And by helping companies like this, you know, we really we really make our voice heard. Um, I mean like look at look at what happened with Jedi Outcast. It was it was enough to like you know, to change the you know, to make to make EA say, okay, we're gonna make more single player games. It's like that alone should be like I mean, worthy of of bards of a bard song for all of eternity because this is this is like crazy that this has now happened. So you know, it's a good thing. Answering Flavio Vieira, Vieira, sorry, something sounds wrong in all this delay. We will know in the future eventually. Flavio, I really, really, really wouldn't like to sound insulting here, but these kind of comments are like for fuck's sake. It's like everything has to have a secret agenda, except the things that uh, really have a secret agenda. A game is delayed because it's not finished. Period. Yeah, there's no, there's no agenda here. This is the company that's like, okay, we want to release this between fall 2019 and um, you know, obviously before you know, winter or spring 2020. Like, this is just a requirement because they understand the. Uh, the problems with um, permanent, uh, what you call it, like permanent, um, it's a like permanent uh, development hell. It's like these these are actual problems that developers have to be really really cautious about, like extremely cautious about. They have to know a hundred percent ahead of time that hey, by the way. If you spend 10 years working on a game, the chances of this game actually coming out is next to nothing. Like, that's just the way it is. And they don't want to do that. No developer wants to do that. Because you only have, like, 30 years. Most most people only have, like, 30 years in this industry before they just end up moving on to something else. It's like, do you, do you really want to have, like, just <clears throat> two titles to your name? Or do you want to have more? Do you want to have a an entire series that you can take pride in versus like, yeah, yeah, you know, I worked on this one game and, you know, our primary concern through the development process of this one game was to, to make sure that we got kids to spend as much of their parents' money without their knowledge as possible. Like, that's my job. My job is to make sure that children spend more money than what their parents want them to spend. But, like... That that's that's your that's that's just that's your that's your future. Like most people are not okay with that. Some people are and they're they're jerks. But Flavio, you, know. is, you 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 have a right to have a different opinion. That doesn't mean you're uh, having an opinion doesn't make you right. That's still yeah. against against all logic to think that way. And obviously, if it's again all logic, people like me and like Cyber, like everybody that likes logic, is going to say that this is not logic. I mean, the no, the, not- the the simple question is always. Always the most likely. Always. Yeah, the, the, um, the simple answer, sorry. The simple answer to a question is always the most likely. Yeah, Occam's razor. Apply Occam's razor to it. Is it that they had more bugs than they anticipated, or is it that there was a secret agenda to make things happen in a particular way? Like I, I just People, I, people I, seem to forget so. that, that a delay is not something that, that developers want. It's a loss on all aspects. I mean, mm-hmm. because obviously they 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 scheduled a long term plan. This goes to hell. Also, this is spending more money in a game because the development, you know, uh, is is longer. So they have it's a loss. It's an economical loss. 
And also, if you go delaying the game, the people that is investing in your company, you lo- you lose their trust. I mean, it's a loss. It's a loss on all possible aspects. That's the reason why there are games that are rushed because companies don't want to delay. It's a delay. It's it's a it's a loss. Mm-hmm. That the company is willing to delay in spite of the loss that it means is something to have, you know, yeah. to think about. And click that like button because 151 people watching, 77 likes, because I know that if people want to put a dislike, they don't need me to tell them. <laughs> <laughs> and also going back to that, <coughs> rush, rushing, game, rushing games is a like legitimate business practice because if you look back at 2019, I think it was like oh, yeah. the top 10 uh, most sold games, like six of them were Call of Duties. So the faster you get stuff out, and I'm not saying they're garbage, they're broken, whatever. I haven't played a Call of Duty in a while, but that's just, that's a... That's a good business practice for some people. Yes, well, yeah. Fallout 76, when they wanted to make it in on the Christmas window, and look at what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, that thing needed another another full year of development, and they needed to like bring in like modders and, and people who understood the code way better than, than the people who actually built the game did. It's, I, I don't know um, what the, how long was the, was the development of Fallout 76, but the original leak about it, and... Uh, I don't know why, but the leaks on Bethesda tend to be quite accurate. Someone has a very big mouth in the company. And, uh, yeah. Usually, I mean, there, there is a ratio of, of leaks that are accurate in, in gaming. And I don't know why Bethesda's leaks usually are accurate. So I believe that the company has well, it's, a, the ratio of the biggest mouth. It's because there's so few. Um, you know, most companies have like, you know, the, a, a pr- reported leak every like, couple of weeks bethesda only has a couple a year and it's usually very very like you said it's usually very very accurate when but, it was when it was leaked that they were working on a new fallout game that people thought was <laughs> fallout new vegas too nobody knew it knew it's what it was going to be a multiplayer the release date was the year before mm-hmm and uh, yes, they needed two years from the original release because they the, the year that they released it, they needed another year of development to make a decent game. Mm-hmm. I like how we end every single community podcast when we don't have stuff to talk about mm-hmm. Fallout seventy six and Bethesda, like yeah. without fail. It's I like am so sorry. Time. I am so sorry. It's, it's just it's just <laughs> the best example because like I could talk about how you know EA has dropped the ball on their games, but it's like well, that's like talking about like you know uh, water is wet. It's, that's not surprising, but it is surprising <laughs> when you have a, a really good developer who's failed. You know, not just like a little bit, but like they've almost trashed their entire reputation. And they and failed in w- absolutely everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's like I don't know. I don't know. They they had someone put a what a spell of bad luck on them because the day of the release, the they uh, they had a bug that deleted your game. You had to download again. Something happened to the service in two days. Then uh, the thing about the uh, the uh, bags that were sold with the special with the collector's edition. Then another problem with the weapons. Then then they followed first. It's like not only one. I mean, it's impossible that someone screw so many things in a single game. Yeah, 
Unless, of course, it turns out that it was run by a completely new studio that had a new person in charge of it who's been giving orders, who doesn't actually work at the company, is just calls them up and demands to give them orders every other week and says such ridiculous things like, look, uh, the canvas bags are just too expensive. We're going to go with nylon because it, it saves me an extra, like, you know, it's going to give me an extra million dollars on my bonus. <laughs> it's going to be great, guys. What do you mean backlash? I don't care about backlash. You handle the backlash. That's what you're paid for, isn't it? You know, it's, it's, you're essentially having to deal with this person. Like this is this is what's been going on at the company. Um, again, a lot of people don't understand the the full story going on there. But you know, um, No Man's Sky is another great example too, right? Just less uh, corporatism, I think. Uh, fail, I failed corporatism both. involved. You know? I pre-ordered both Fallout seventy six and No Man's Sky. <laughs> I shall I shall say in my defense that I usually have very good luck with pre-orders, and I like the game. But this... at least you've at least you've pre-ordered Cyberpunk 2077. Unlike somebody else, huh? Who didn't pre-order Fallout? Oh, uh, I Fallout. Oh my god! Who didn't pre-order Cyberpunk 2077? Oh. Yes, yeah, I... no, I'm, I some pre-ordered it yet. I'm pre-ordering it on probably on GOG. Um, but it's one of these things where it's just like it's like I just I just don't want. Oh, puppy is so upset right now. Oh, oh, what to the puppy? <laughs> Say something. Say something. Oh, say something. He's, he's right. She's right at the microphone. Mom is going nuts because I pulled her up, of course. So she's like, give me baby. Give me baby. You are using your puppy as a smoke screen so we don't tell yeah. you anything about the lack of pre-order on your side. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> the subject, buddy. There you go. There she is. Yeah, Puppies that's, are more That's a little now. puppy. Yeah, so I mean, again, it's like it's. I wanted to pre-order the uh, collector's edition, and when they said that they were, you know, that they were looking into something, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to wait and see if I can get an extra copy of the pre-order or, or of the uh, collector's edition. Um, and we now have a, a slight possibility of that happening um, with a delay that may open up the opportunity for them to get more copies uh, made and and shipped out. So. No promises on that. This is not something that I know for sure, but it, it's just that normally this stuff takes like a few months, like five, six months to get arranged. And it just so happens that I think they they now have that time. So we'll see how that works. Mm-hmm. Well, CDPR, if you're listening, <laughs> doesn't have a CE. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I loaded up the site 30 minutes after they went live and they were all gone. All gone. I was faster than you. I was faster than you. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and you didn't get one either, did you? No, I did. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. Yes, I did. Right. I, I, went on, I went on the Amazon.com, so I, I went to the US site to get mine because I think they, they didn't release any for Canada, right, initially? No, they I didn't. Know. No, they no didn't. not really, no. no not through there. No. Yes, I have a flamboyant collector's edition for PlayStation Four, so, though. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not PC. Mine, yeah. But I, I, I had in mind to have to, to buy another copy for for PC anyway. This way, I can choose at the moment where I want to play depending on my mood. <laughs> the problem with the PC is like if I, I don't have enough enough space to get overexcited, 
and to have my my doom moments, my doom shooter moments. That obviously this is not something that I do on Twitch, so none of you ever saw me doing that. But I can get like super overexcited, depending on the type of combat and depending, mostly depending on the music. And uh, as as I started playing Doom a, a little a little late, and uh, the 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 previous dump dump, well I said I said it correctly unintentionally, the previous Doom. Well, didn't make me want to know anything else about the franchise. So originally, I didn't have a lot of interest in Doom 2016. So I just, I just got it freshly without seeing a trailer, without hearing anything at all. And uh, imagine discovering all of at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's how isn't crazy it, I went. Isn't Eternal coming out in like a month? month yes. And a bit? yes. 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 <laughs> I've heard good things. Really yeah, no, it's, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Lots of lots of good humor in it too. For my birthday, a friend of mine bought me a, a, a what's the word in English? Well, an advanced um, controller for the PlayStation. So I'm going to even enjoy it more. Nice. Wait, so you're you're still on the fence of if you want to play Cyberpunk on PC or PS4? Uh, I mean, right uh, whatever I, whatever, whenever I, uh, uh, wherever I play it, I'm going to use a controller. I am not a mouse person. I don't know how to use a mouse. I use a Wacom really? usually. I don't use a mouse for everything. In fact, the mouse that I own, that I have it, I, I swear, I only bought, I, I only bought it to play The Witcher One, because mm. uh, for the computer to use the computer and to do whatever in the computer, I only, I only use the Wacom, which is like a pen. And I don't know how to use a mouse. That's so what? weird. That's crazy. Yeah, that's weird to me. Well, yes. Sometimes I go back to old games, and then I have a, a lot of, of troubles to to use to use the mouse because I am not not used. I am not used to use a mouse for anything in the computer. Hmm. Yeah. No, mouse. Uh, Alexios in the chat. You're a hundred percent correct here. Mouse and keyboard stomps for shooting any day of the week. I, I mean, I remember when the original like console and slash PC thing got really started up in in like the Halo One era, where it was like, well, clearly because Microsoft came out like a bunch of brain dead, vapid zombies, and we're like, did you know that the controller is far better at at, uh, at shooting controls than a mouse and keyboard? In fact, you you can outperform with a with our controllers. Period, and it's like, yeah, that's not true. Well, like, I'm going to tell you a secret. Not true at all. I'm going to tell you a, a secret, and you may be shocked. When I play games, I want to have fun. I, I, it's I not know that you want to have a, fun. It's I not like having ego, fun too. It's not an ego thing that I need to shoot faster or need to do things better. Or no, I want to have fun. Period. So with the the, the way of the of a mouse moving on the screen, that's super uncomfortable. Even if you can shoot faster, it's super uncomfortable to play. Play with an, a, a controller, yes, more comfortable. It's more difficult for shooting, but once you get used, you can do it. And I've always played is, shooters with a controller. This this is why I link my um my mouse uh, device into my optic nerve system. Yes, that's just, always that's always the wisest faster. idea. Yes. I could never go back to a controller after using um, mouse and keyboard for for shooters specifically. Maybe racing oh. games or what stuff like that is a different story. But 
Like, like wait, going back is like it, you feel so handicapped using it. Yeah. It well, I mean, I can I can never use a a mouse that has less than like ten mouse buttons on it anymore either, because it's like it's like just like. I mean, I felt it like when I used, I used a Mac once a very long time ago. This was after I had six mouse buttons on my on my mouse, and yeah. like not counting center wheel and that kind of stuff. So just like extra side buttons, uh, Sidewinder, I think it was uh, one of the advanced versions of it. Very hard to get, but um, I went over to a Mac and it had a single button, <laughs> and I'm like, how the how what? What is this? And they're like, oh, well, you, that's you have to use these keyboard shortcut, shortcuts. And I'm like, you're yeah, the devil. Like, you're the devil. Like, that's what this is. You're it's like the a devil. Different language. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like it's like somebody walking in saying, you know, you know what's really good on a on a sandwich? Water. Yeah, <laughs> just soak the bread in water. That, that's just mm, mm, so good. Mm. Offended like, cat. Game what, what are you is talking about? Game pads is for noobs. It's I, I always find very funny this this ego thing about about games, like the the battle of PC versus console, or the battle between uh, people using controllers or mouse. It's like uh, enjoying games is the important part. Everybody trying to feel better than other gamers is an asshole. Sorry for saying being so straightforward, but that is the truth. Everybody trying to limit the experience of other gamers is an asshole. People play the way that I, they enjoy the most. I try to limit my um, my player versus player experience as much as I can because I get so, so, like, I want to win so bad. And it's, 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 uh, I had to stop playing League. I, play, I stopped playing League a long time before they sold out to Tencent because it was just like, it's just like, I, I just, I I just want to win. I want to win. There's the stupid people who aren't listening. You got it's the like, competitive game bloodlust. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I used to be like, like I'm still, I'm still like super, super, super competitive. You can be a hardcore gamer with a controller. Yes, I am a hardcore mm-hmm. gamer, and I use controller always. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. not, I'm not, I'm not putting it down. I'm just saying that it's like, just. Like numbers wise, it's it is far better. Well, for, I mean, for for me, people playing first person shooters with a mouse are lazy. Mm-hmm. Are super oh, lazy. Oh, they really? are too easy. Well, that's why we jump up the difficulty. Well, if you're playing a competitive game, everybody yeah, but usually playing, we, playing we, field, we right? can have we can have a very long a very long argument or discussion about <laughs> what rising difficulty usually means. Because if we're talking about shooters, difficulty sometimes only means that you have to shoot more times that they are bullet sponges. Not that it's actually more difficult. It's not more difficult to aim when you rise the difficulty of a game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We've been ranting for two hours. Do you want to leave it here? <laughs> um, we're good. Yeah, no, no, we're good. Oh, I, w- I will say this. When it comes to RPGs, I play a story. I don't, I don't play for power. Like, th- that I'm actually offended by. If, like, somebody, like, shows up for a D&D game and they've, like, like I've, I've perfectly balanced my superpower abilities and I could do anything in a three-shot combo, it's like... It's like, yeah, but what's your story? It's like, I don't need no story. I could sh- three shot anybody. It's like that's that's where I'm like, oh, uh, that's sad. <laughs> Why not both? Well, I mean, you could do both, <laughs> but that's not both because instinctively you actually have to have like 
you know, two people standing there going, oh, yeah. So, That's true. Know. I mean, sometimes you fancy, sometimes you fancy a burger, sometimes you fancy a pizza. Mm-hmm. Other days you want something more elaborate. Mm-hmm. It, it all depends on what you fancy that day. You may want a story. Well, some days maybe you don't. Maybe you just want to smash heads with the shotgun. Mm-hmm. And others you want to pick flowers and make potions with them. That that's not role play. That's 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 not role play. No, I was mocking on the flowers thing. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <clears throat> but uh, we, we, uh, we were wrapping up here because two hours of ranting. We've moved away from the subject. <laughs> Just a little bit. All right, end it before it hits two hours. Before it hits the tower. <laughs> Well, thank you for watching. Click that like button if you haven't already to show the algorithm of YouTube who's the boss. Because as you know, we people on YouTube are ruled by an artificial intelligence because we are also, we are already cyberpunk. <laughs> thank you very much for joining. And remember that the next Cyberpunk 2077 community podcast is going to be on the Last Known Meal channel, if I'm not mistaken. Mistaken? Yep, Last Known Meal. Yeah, yeah. You're going to find in the description links to the channels to of uh, links to everybody's channel. And if I wasn't lazy today, I also put the Discord servers. Yes, on Twitter, I put everything. So you can follow everybody on Twitter. On uh, you can join the Discords, and uh, we usually hang out in each other's Discord and continue the conversations there. Squish that like button like crazy, as Belrad says. <laughs> You are all hosts from Westworld. Well, Westworld when when it had when it has a cyberpunk side. See you next week, and uh, thanks for joining. Have a beautiful rest of the day.